Hey, what's going on there? This is your boy Antoine Smith Smith. Smith Sports Machine. Y'all know how to do it if y'all tuned in before. If not, go ahead and go to Spotify. Yep, that's right. That's Spotify. Look up Smith Sports Machine on the podcast. You'll catch all 34 episodes right there. So listen away. Have fun. Hey, I always got something crazy to say. Because that's just how I rock. I'm Smitty. <laughs> but another way to follow me, y'all can go to Twitter at FatboySlam underscore 21. Uh, again, that's FatboySlam, F-A-T-B-O-I-S-L-I-M underscore 21. Now, I got some hot topics coming uh, for this show. I'm going to talk offseason in the NFL. Uh, with Andrew, the Andrew Luck retirement, and Kobe Brissett, and where they sit with that. Uh, then I'm going to jump into Kobe versus Shaq. That has been a very interesting topic, and I'm going to get my take on that. My boy Simon Phoenix stops in to give his take on both of those also. So, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. And... There's been, you know, a wild back end of the NFL uh, training camp uh, with Davion Clowney trade, Melvin Gordon hold out, Ezekiel Elliott hold out, but it seems that is coming to an end. And Jacoby Brissett, coach lock him down, and hey, it looks like he'll be their bridge for a couple of years. But I'm going to get into all of that, you know. So, y'all just sit back, like I said, and go wait for the ride. But... I mean, where do I start? But I'm not going to start right now. I'm going to take a quick, you know, commercial break. Number 30 seconds. And hey, y'all know how to do it. Just sit back and listen to these tunes. This is former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Big Game, James Canada. And when I need to get my sports fix, I tune in to Smitty Sports Machine. All right, I'm back. I'm back. We're going to start this thing off with uh, Andrew Luck. Um... Andrew Luck, you know, retired after seven seasons at Indy. And, you know, to me, I totally understand and I totally get it where he was coming from. Uh, because, you know, if you play the game, play any sport, uh, NFL, NBA, uh, whatever sport it is, you know, wear and tear is going to occur. You know, no matter if you get hit a lot or not. Uh, because a lot of rigorous training goes into it. A lot of late nights up studying goes into it. And, you know, it's just a strain in the hassle on the body. And if you know what Andrew Luck went through those seven years, you know, to me, in my opinion, I don't think the coach put enough around him up front, you know, to protect him, you know, like they should have. Uh, seems to me that they were, uh, you know, counting and, depending on his, you know, athletic ability alone. And in the NFL, you can't do that. And really, not any sport, because any sport is a team sport. 
no matter if the best player is the quarterback, the wide receiver, defensive back, defensive end, it's still a team sport. So, in the end, it caught up with him. Um, and I totally understand why, you know, he said what he said about, um, you know, the last four years of his career. He's telling the truth. Uh, nothing but injury, rehab, injury, rehab. And when you see that, you know, nine times out of ten, person not going to be around that much longer. Uh, my boy, Marlon Copeland, long-time friend, long-time friend, told him two years ago, and I kind of seen this coming, not bragging, but to me, it was just common sense. Because if you're at a job, your health is failing, and I've been through this, your health is failing, you're at a job, and your body starts to talk to you. Hard to walk, hard to get up in the morning, hard to, you know, get ready mentally to face your day. What would you, what would you do? Simple as that, what would you do? Me, myself, and I, I've been there, done it. Wasn't a nice experience. So, I totally get where Andrew Luck was coming from. Now, let's look at his stats through those seven seasons. And, man, he had quite a career. He had... Now, his career, what's funny about this, uh, when I seen people talking junk about, you know, the stats and all that, or he could have been better. But if you look at his stats, I would put them up against some quarterbacks that played over a decade, decade and a half, still didn't get to these type numbers. They were career backup, career third-string quarterback. Yeah, they made the check and made the money. But Andrew Luck put up damn good numbers for those seven years. In those seasons, he had four Pro Bowl appearances. Comeback player of the year, which was last year. He led the NFL in passing in 2014. And he led the coach to the NFC, the AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots. And those seasons that they did, you know, made the playoffs, they were very competitive. He had 171 touchdowns, 83 interceptions. Career completion percentage of 60.8. And mainly because, and I'm not, I'm just going to say it, mainly because he was on the run all the time. So he had to throw a lot on the run, which is very difficult in the NFL. 23,671 yards. Career pass rating of 89.5. He ran for 1,590 yards and rushed for 14 touchdowns. So that was a pretty, pretty good career for a former first overall pick. So, now we're up with uh, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett um, was drafted by the New England Patriots, traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, started a couple of games uh, in New England. Looked very well in that offense. Um, fast forward to this year, preseason, that last game that he announced his retirement, they were playing to hold Jacoby Brissett out. I knew then something was wrong. Because you just don't hold out a backup quarterback. Um, he will be the, the lead horse from now on. And they made sure of that. Signed to a two-year, $30 million extension. Uh, which is very cheap, you know, by NFL standards. 
We have Matt Ryan making thirty million. Aaron Rodgers thirty three and a half. Russell Wilson forty million. So, you know, that is uh quite a bargain. Uh, they brought in other quarterbacks, you know, to try out for the backup position. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I think they signed Brian Hoyer, but um, huh, I think Jacob Brissett would be a nice bridge. Uh, he's a young mobile quarterback, uh, decent arm strength, uh, knows the offense, and I think um, Indianapolis, um, they have uh, a guy that can hold them over, you know, until um, they find that franchise quarterback. But who knows? This is a funny league, man. Jacoby Brissett might, you know, turn it on. He uh, gets that confidence up. So, I mean, I'm not going to shortchange him by, you know, at all. But um, he's going into his fourth season. Uh, third with the Colts. So, um, he has 13 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 81.6 quarterback rating. Uh, he's thrown for 3,500 yards, 59% completion percentage. Now, all those numbers are going to go up because, uh, trust me, this kid has what it takes. He's still only 26 years old. He'll soon be 27, but he's still young by NFL standards. So, he still has, a, you know, good ways to go. But, um, <clears throat> he has a great, a good offense around him. Uh, you know they added Devin Funches. Uh, Marlon Mack had a good year last year. Uh, who they had Chester Rogers, a good slot receiver. T.Y. Hilton, a very underrated, you know, number one receiver on this team. So he has the tools around him. Uh, they built up that offensive line, as I said earlier, something that they didn't do for Andrew Luck. But Kobe Brissett, he has that luxury. So we will see how this turns out. And hey. I'm praying for the best. But when I come back from break, my boy Simon Phoenix is going to give y'all his thoughts on Andrew Luck and his thoughts on Kobe versus Shaq. Y'all stay tuned. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. Well... Now that we got the Andrew Luck thing out of the way, um, my boy Simon Phoenix dropped through, gave me his quick thoughts on Andrew Luck, and I want y'all to give it a listen and tell me what y'all think. Here's my 15 cents about Andrew Luck. Most importantly, it was a tough decision that he made, but it was a bold and it was the right decision that he did. I know the fans may be upset, and I totally understand that. But if you're a true fan, you totally understand where Andrew Luck was coming from. Now, just between you and I, I don't think his shoulder was where he wanted it to be. You know, and what I mean by that is I don't think he had confidence in his shoulder, you know, to hold up or to, to be where it was supposed to be during the season. So I think he made the best decision. He decided to hang it up, you know, walk out. You know, injury healed, I guess is the right term to say, because, you know, he faced a lot of injuries, but he walk, he's walking away from the game, you know, and, and you know, pretty decent health. So, 
I think he made the right decision on that one. I know it's tough for a lot of fans to understand and cope with, but it is what it is. decisions had to be done had to think about his future kids wife and on top of that hey think about it man he went to stanford stanford university dude has a degree in engineering so he can go from million dollar payday back to a six-figure payday so it really doesn't matter and if you think about it turned out well for his father so engineering major Tied from the NFL, he'll have a job waiting on him just because of his name. And if he wants to start his own business doing what he doing, what he does, easy money. Just because of who he is. So next time you criticize somebody for making a decision that's gonna better their life, better their health, better their mental health, take a look at yourself before you do that. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But when I come back, we're gonna give y'all our thoughts on Kobe and Shaq. Stay tuned. Hey, I'm back. It's Kobe versus Shaq. Now, this is, you know, beef that's been going on damn near 20 years. Uh, Even though they had beef, they found a way to pull it together, win three straight titles to start off the 2000s. And that fourth season against Detroit, I mean, it was just like tempered glass. It was so tense. Somebody tapped the glass and shattered it. So, the end of that dynasty ended it ended bad. Shaq still went on to win a title with Miami the following season. But, <clears throat> things were never the same, same between Kobe and Shaq. And Kobe would ask the question about the dynasty. Here's what he had to say. Shaq, if he had your work ethic, he'd be the greatest of all time. If Shaq had your work ethic, he'd be the greatest of all greatest time. Greatest of all time by sure. He, uh, he'd be the first to tell you that. For sure. I mean, this guy was a, a force. Like, I have never seen. Man, this dude was, he did not care. He was mean. He was nasty. He was competitive. He was vindictive. I mean, he was, yeah. I wish he was in the job. I would have had 12 rings. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. And he's not lying. And I totally get where he's coming from. Um, if you think about it, it's just like if somebody's good at a job and sometimes they just, you know, bullshit just keep it real sometimes they get off task head be you know in the clouds as we would say uh or they just you know know they're good at their job and you know it's just not interested in them enough so when it wasn't interesting enough you know for Shaq I believe I think it got boring and then on top of that you know it was tense with you know Kobe Bryant getting in trouble in Colorado with the rape case and we all know how that went you know, so that just set everything off sideways. And when that rape case happened, uh, the blood, you know, it started to boil over. And that's when 2004 came. 
uh, they were not the same from the first three titles that they won. Would have been remarkable because would have been the first team since the Celtics to win four straight. But if you think about that team, and I don't care who you ask or how it's constructed, I think that team would have beat Michael Jordan Bulls any day of the week simply because of Shaq. But since, you know, he felt like he could, you know, bullshit his way through, he wanted his money, uh, demanded, you know, money from Jerry West and Jerry, Dr. Jerry Buss, I'm sorry, and, you know, that just ended it. You know, after he did that, you know, requested his money, trade to Miami. It still worked out for the best for Shaq, but think about it, if he had stayed in L.A. two, three more seasons. He could have possibly won six, seven rings. So, I mean, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. But those are my thoughts. Let me get Simon Phoenix quick thoughts. And we're going to switch to that last segment. Here's my four cents of advice and my opinion on this Shaq and Kobe thing. When you look at the whole scenario and you kind of, if you hadn't watched the video, watch the video. You look at it. It's a situation where I I agree to disagree, and I'm gonna sum it up real quick. What he said is true. What he said is is powerful words. It's true. It's things that we all may have known, but sometimes those words need to either stay in the room with us as a team or family or whatever or however you you know you call it a posse or crew, what have you. Those words need to have stayed and died with both of them. That was not for us as the media and fans to, you know, really hear because now it's going to create some turmoil and we we don't need to see any more back and forth between these two. What's going on? It's your man, Raphael Haynes, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. Did you miss me? It's a must that you keep it locked here on the Sports Machine Podcast. My man, Smitty Smitty. Yeah. Let's get to this last segment. Uh, I just want to talk quickly about... uh, Three names that has been floating out, you know, all off season the last couple of weeks: uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Jadavion Clowney, and Melvin Gordon. And I already said Jacoby Brissett, but I already talked about that because uh, he got two years, thirty million dollars, uh, twenty million guaranteed. That's cheap for a starting quarterback, you know, today's days. And I think that may work out well, but like I said, we will see because good quarterback class coming out next season so I think uh, he will at least play out those two years but Melvin Gordon uh, different story Melvin Gordon Los Angeles Chargers um, he won't get a new deal uh, this season they granted him permission to seek a trade so now they're waiting you know to see who will put up you know assets to acquire him from Los Angeles and to be honest I don't see him as the type running back, you know, to garner first pick, first round type talent, you know, trade assets. And I'm not shading him because he's a good running back, but he's not first round potential. 
And what I mean by that, uh, I, if I was a GM, I wouldn't see myself giving up first-round picks for Melvin Gordon. Maybe third-round pick and below that because of his injury history. Uh, he had, you know, a hard time keeping his knees healthy. And on top of that, you know, he's just injury-prone. But he got his first 1,000-yard season. And uh, that helped his case a little bit. But, you know, being consistent, you know, is key with Melvin Gordon. And I just don't see him, you know, <laughs> panning out, you know, as, you know, assets for a first-round pick. Now, a team that I think, you know, personally – that should go after him, and they've not had a dynamic running back in a while. That's the Detroit Lions. I uh, haven't had a thousand-yard rusher since Reggie Bush way back in 2013. Got their first hundred-yard rusher in about I think what 60 games. So Detroit would probably be the best spot in my opinion. But what would they garner up to get him? Uh, Matthew Stafford needs to take the load off of him. Uh, they have Kerryon Johnson, who's you know a good young back. Uh, had 641 yards in 10 games last year, which was pretty dynamite if you ask me. But Detroit should be that team to pick up their phone and make that call. Will they do it? I don't think so. But that's just my personal opinion. Now, Davion Clowney, Houston, Texas. This may be one of the craziest trades, you know, that I have seen in a while. Uh, I don't pretty much care to know why he wanted out I just know that they tried to short him his money short him two million dollars and in today's NFL you have to get your money while you can while you're still young he was a franchise tag for 15.9 million when he should have been franchise tag for 17.5 million I think you know what goes for a defensive end because that's his natural position but they tagged him for linebacker which makes less than a defensive end on the franchise tag so he went to arbitration you know I guess he didn't win so now we are at the point to where he has to be traded to get his you know contract he gets traded to Seattle for draft pick for Kivis Mingo and another linebacker I can't think of his name off the top of my head but Houston gave him away because um, if you think about it, uh, when J.J. Watt got hurt, Javion Clowney turned it on. No, he didn't get in a, a high volume of sacks. Got key quarterback pressure, put pressure on the quarterback. Uh, still got, you know, a double-digit sack. So I'm scratching my head as to why Houston didn't want to pay him. Yes, he's had injuries also, but a player with his type potential, and he's still young in his prime. So, if Seattle can get, you know, the best out of him or what Houston couldn't get, and Seattle already has a dominant front four. You add him along with Jaron Reed, uh, Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, and they drafted L.J. Collier. Man, you got a, you got a, you got a nice front seven there. So, Seattle wins this, you know, hands down. No doubt about it. Now, uh, the last part of that, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, probably the best running back in the league, I'm not going to lie. 
hands down, and I'm a Todd Gurley guy because I'm a Georgia guy. But Ezekiel Elliott has put up crazy numbers on the field. The problems come off the field. You know he got charged with sexual assault. I'm sorry. Um, simple battery. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, it was sexual assault because he groped a female, you know, while at a party. So, but off the field is his problem. Uh, he will make approximately $11 million the next two years, uh, which is undercutting it, knowing that uh, Todd Gurley got paid with two years left on his deal. So, Ezekiel Elliott, like, why not me? And I can't blame him for that. Now, you think about um, what it takes, you know, to be a top back in the NFL. You got to be able to carry a team, and you have to be clutch. And Ezekiel Elliott has been both of those. Now, granted that the Cowboys, you know, have to pay Dak Prescott, probably going to be about $30 million. Amari Cooper, another 15 to $16 million. And the money they've already shelled out with um, Lionel Collins, Jalen Smith, um, uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Demarcus, Demarcus Lawrence. So... They're in a bit of a tough bind, but I think they will find a way, you know, to work it out. Zeke, Zeke uh, Elliott is looking for, I think, six years, $90 million. And guaranteed money, he wants about 55 to 60. So it's going to be tough, you know, to try to put all of that together. But I think Dallas will find a way to do it. Now, the problem is, when he gets paid... Because he's been, you know, all he he hasn't reported to camp or none of that. He's been down in Cabo uh, training, Marshall Falk and others. But the question will be, when he gets his money, will he stay out of trouble? And see, that's what, that's getting Dallas leverage, you know, to, you know, stall or not pay him his money or shortchange him. Because they gave him a contract deal the first you know, they gave him an offer about a week ago, but he felt like he was shortchanged, so he didn't sign it. And like I said, I understand why, you know, he wants his money. You have to get it while you can in the NFL because, again, the NFL is not for long. My injury could end everything. But six years, $90 million is what he's looking at, probably what he's going to get. I don't know what the guarantees are right now, but I think it'll be between 55 and 60, right, with Todd Gurley in that t- in that you know, ballpark, and he deserves it. You know, it's the market, and the market pays. Simple as that. Same with the quarterback, same with any other position. But those are my quick thoughts on those three players and their situations, and I hope y'all enjoyed that. But I'll be right back as I sign off and end this thing. I'll be right back, my good people. come to the end of this one my good people and hey before I don't stop here y'all go ahead and check me out all over social media check most of my content on twitter at fatboyslim underscore 21 again that's twitter at fatboyslim underscore 21 
F-A-T-B-O-I-S-L-I-M. Also, you can catch me on my YouTube channel, Smitty Sports Machine. And you can catch me on Smitty Sports Machine on WordPress.com and Smitty Sports Machine. So, like I said, don't let the fun stop you. Go ahead and check those sites out. Leave comments. Hey, I might comment back or I might turn your question into a video because, hey, interesting question needs attention. But that's all the time I have for this episode. Thank y'all for tuning in. And like I said, go ahead and press that favorite button because um, I need the support. This your boy Antoine Smith and Smith signing off. Like I always say, man, I'll catch y'all on the flip side, my good people. Peace.